Hello, this is Bill Lewis. I'm an entrepreneur and a technologist. My wide-ranging career has seen multiple successful roles as a director, a CEO, a CIO, and the co-founder of a tech company in the communication space. Today, I advise boards and companies on the digital future. I'm making this video to explain the technology landscape that is opening in front of us, and specifically to help non-executive directors and boards increase their awareness and align their company's strategy with future digital technology opportunities. This is a specific call to the boardroom. The video you're watching now is one of three. The first video deals with the overview of the digital landscape and I set out some future challenges for you to consider. In the second video, We'll look at globalization and hyperscale businesses. And in the third video, we will look at the digital mesh, future employment challenges in a digital era. And then we will summarize all three in a wrap up and a call to action. But let's start with a quick snapshot. Over the next five years, we will see a massive growth in all aspects of internet use. The number of users will increase to over 4.2 billion, up from 3 billion a year ago. 26 billion devices will be connected to the internet. That's up from 16 billion. Of these, 12 billion will be machines or autonomous devices, machines talking to machines. And that's compared to just 5 billion 18 months ago. And for those connected to the internet, speeds will be markedly faster almost two times faster on average at over 50 megabits per second. The increased number of users, the extended network coverage and faster speeds will generate almost three times the amount of data than today. That's reaching 300,000 petabytes per month. And to understand that, what that means, 300,000 petabytes is equivalent to the functional memory of 240 million human beings. Or, expressed another way, it's 1.2 million libraries, each the size of the US Library of Congress. Data generated by mobiles will grow the fastest to over seven times today's volume at 50,000 petabytes and we'll become a population using wearables, from smart watches to smart glasses to fitness straps and to implanted devices. Wearables will see a six-fold increase to 600 million users. These changes are going to be experienced by the early 2020s, and today change is happening at an alarming and unprecedented pace, and this pace will only accelerate. For the unaware, there is a digital chasm that is opening before you. Computing power, new concepts, the reach of the internet, network capacity, and the proliferation of devices are all increasing exponentially. And innovative engineers and companies are changing the rules of business on a daily basis. There is disruption at every turn. The digital world is vast and subject matter ranges from the familiar, the role of a smartphone that you own, to the esoteric, such as quantum computing and neural networks. Of necessity, this briefing is at a high level. 
although we cover a significant amount of content. The purpose of this briefing is to explain the technology landscape and, by providing a level of digital literacy, help directors and boards align their company strategy to future digital opportunities. And we'll start with a visit to some familiar and some unfamiliar examples. And then, in the second and the third video, we'll move on to subjects that provide strategic context. There's a takeaway given at the end of each section. We'll start with some observations that have become commonplace. So let's consider these frequently quoted cases. An online bookseller has become the world's third largest retailer. The world's biggest hotel chain owns no property, and the world's largest taxi company owns no vehicles. And then to add to that, the world's largest content provider actually creates no content. And of course, these businesses are Amazon, Airbnb, Uber, and Facebook. Now, while these are familiar examples of businesses in the digital age, there are thousands more companies that are creating new business models and changing the business landscape. Now, just going back to the description that I used, I would invite you to challenge the notion that these companies are indeed a retailer, a hotel chain, a taxi company, and a content provider. While these are convenient classifications that play easily into the copywriter's script, the core attributes of each of these companies is that they connect people. Amazon connects people with retailers. Airbnb connects people with accommodation providers. Uber connects people with taxi owners and companies. Facebook connects people with other people who have content to share. These massively successful companies and others like them across countless industry sectors and across the world are based on the foundation of connecting people. In the current world, we live at a time that connections is what matters. It is connections that create value. It's not about how cheap you can be or how fast you can get there. It's about how you connect people and connect people with other people and connect people with information to enable them to be better informed and to make autonomous decisions that matters to them. When you're in business, you have a choice. You can create a commodity or you can create a connection. As we will see, a business that provides connections to a universe of loyal followers and which resides at the center of a user's digital ecosystem, can connect with more providers of products and services, increasing value further, and in the process, they are disrupting existing industries. And we need to carry this lesson into how we build our future digital strategies. With all the hype about the digital revolution and the highly publicized case studies, which we've just mentioned, and when we hear about autonomous vehicles, drones, bots, holographic lenses and virtual reality, being backed up by artificial intelligence, big data and deep learning, one could be forgiven for thinking that we're already so far into this new digital world that there is not too much more to worry about. But is that really true? Such a view would be extremely misguided. And the reality is that the digital revolution has barely started. 
and so has the accompanying upheaval. We have witnessed a very visible tip of a massive iceberg. Over the next three to five years, much, much more will change, almost to the point of you having to suspend rational thought. It's worth taking a moment to take a high-level look at other amazing innovations that exist today, which will expand your perspective on the digital world. And I want to look at six widely different examples. Designed by Chinese studio Archie Union, this robot built the undulating exterior of the Chishu Gallery in Shanghai. Digital tools were used to transform geometric data to digital fabrication data and instructions and intelligence for the robot. And the architects claimed that to build the brick wall with such precision would not have been possible without the robot. The robotic build technique is being explored for other buildings. And we're seeing the emergence also of 3D printed buildings in China, in Dubai, in Europe, and the USA. Taking technologies and apps from Amazon's Alexa, UK's Chirphy and Blipper, and Microsoft's Kinect, and add a dose of reality, we can completely redesign your dining experience today. So let's say you decide to go out for dinner. So you ask your voice-activated virtual assistant, Amazon Alexa or Google Home, to recommend a restaurant based on your culinary tastes and budget. You agree and you ask the virtual assistant to make a booking. It does so and it also books your transport. An Uber or Uber lookalike arrives and whisks you off to the restaurant. You arrive, your confirmed reservation is already known to the staff, and when you walk through the restaurant door, you're walking into a familiar place. Your downloaded Cheerfy app told the restaurant your favorite table and the most appropriate food for your genetic profile. And this is also your sixth visit. The staff all know your name and your favorite cocktail. Facial recognition software confirmed you on arrival. And the app has already downloaded your profile to the staff's tablet or smartphone or devices. The menu appears as a virtual image above your table. You can choose your meal. And as you do so, the kitchen robot immediately responds. While you're waiting for your dessert course, you're entertained by a tabletop virtual reality version of the preparation of your food. During your meal, Connect sensors have picked up your hand gestures that sent a request for more wine. And when you've finished eating, there is no waiting for the bill. You get up and leave and you automatically pay with your meal from your phone as you walk from the door. Now, just as a sideline, Investors have poured nearly 2.5 billion into restaurant technology globally since 2012. Changing industries. Boarding passes are history. As JetBlue Airways rolls out facial recognition technology at US airports, photographed at self-check-in, a passenger's image is checked against photos on file with customs and border protection. The carrier will allow passengers to be photographed at the gate instead of checking in with boarding passes. 
JetBlue will check those images against the passenger's passport or visa photos on file with Customs and Border Protection. And those with a match will be allowed to board. In China, similar face detection systems now authorize payments, provide access to buildings, and also to track down criminals. In July of this year, Taobo opened a complete staffless shop, similar to Amazon Go, and they opened it in Hangzhou. So now we see the face recognition technology being used by JetBlue, together with a range of other technologies, removing staff from a supermarket. And if we move on, in the movies, the computer wore tennis shoes and Johnny Mnemonic, computer implants gave stars superhuman memory capability. And 22 years later, Michigan University professors David Blau and David Wensloff have designed a millimeter scale ultra-low-power sensing system, which in reality is a full-blown computer. These computers, the size of a grain of rice, can be injected into the body through a syringe. These new devices are able to broadcast through the human body to an external receiver and are being used to monitor interocular pressure in glaucoma patients and intracranial pressure in trauma victims. Also similar is a nanoscallop that swims through your blood and sends signals and data back to an external receiver. The nanoscallop has got applications in industry as diverse as security, oil pipeline, and logistics. And these applications are being found every day. So it's not just in your body that you'll find a nanoscallop. A company called Shazam has created a completely new business, which is essentially a sensory search engine based on artificial intelligence. Using its smartphone app, Shazam recognizes the music you're listening to in a restaurant or a store or anywhere. And from its 30 million song database, it can identify and tell you what that song is within two seconds. It will provide you with the title, the artist and other information. And then if you wish, it will link you to a music distribution platform. Spotify or Apple or Google, where you can purchase the music. And of course, Shazam takes a cut. Shazam are now extending this app to cover images and to cover movies. This app has been downloaded one billion times. Sound, or more correctly hearing, is one of our senses. And Shazam is creating a sensory web or a sensory search engine using audio or visual input only to identify what you're looking for. Shazam is valued at $1 billion. What you've just seen is something which a company called Magic Leap is expecting you students and the population at large to experience in an education and in an entertainment environment within the next five years. Magic Leap is our final example in this high-level journey. It's a US startup company that is working on head-mounted 
virtual retinal display, which will superimpose 3D computer-generated imagery over real-world objects, and then project a digital light field into the user's eye. Magic Leap is arguably at the forefront of augmented reality, and they are using something called Digital Light Field, a technology that projects images directly into the eye so that it hits the retina. Whilst traditional augmented reality projects fire light at a surface which bounces back into the eye, Magic Leap will go directly onto the retina to trick the brain into thinking it's real. By creating a headset that projects directly onto the retina, there is no need for screens anymore. And since the resolution and the focus of the images are going to be as near real as possible, it is likely that no screen will ever compare. It also means everything can be adaptive, so the display suits the information. It's a clear bet that the future of augmented reality, or mixed reality, as Magic Leap prefers to call it, is beyond our imagination today, but will dramatically change all our visual and audio and tactile experiences. Magic Leap's headset is like no other. It is a headset where, in fact, a headset does not exist, but in fact uses what appears to be the clear lens of a pair of spectacles as the projector. Despite the fact there is no clear date for shipping, no demonstrable product, no developer kit for engineers, this company is backed by some of the biggest names in tech and Silicon Valley and has raised over $1.4 billion and today is valued at $4.5 billion. We have taken a high-level look at what appears to be happening and I've used examples to illustrate the level of innovation around us. We've seen high-profile cases where digital has created value in connections and spawned giant global businesses. A recent McKinsey survey showed that today, on average, digital penetration has only reached 37% of potential. Media and entertainment and retail are at the forefront, while CPG Automotive and financial services are presently in the laggard category. Surveys have indicated that competition from digital enterprises dampens revenue and profits, and this hits slow adopters. But I can tell you that upper quartile innovators are getting disproportionate gains. We've seen a small sample of current digital innovation. These technologies exist today and will be commonplace in the medium term. What is patently clear, irrespective of the industry or sector, digital companies embed themselves in the heart of the consumer and user's ecosystem. They capture deep mind share and they set expectations that other digital companies, including newly emerging digital companies, must emulate. That concludes the first video, part one of this overview, and we've dealt with the digital landscape and future challenges. Come back to video number two to look and consider the strategic perspectives in the context of globalization and hyperscale businesses, 
and part three, looking at the digital mesh and future employment challenges. This is Bill Lewis. Thank you very much for listening. I look forward to seeing you on the next video. <laughs>